0: Okay, let's get us started today. It's your, uh it's your host Sasha, grown and opinionated, here to crack this mic. Is whatever Wednesday, so you already know we just talk about whatever I want, ah, because that's what we do on whatever Wednesday. Um, I didn't even go and look through my little gossip sites like I used to, but let me tell you. So this weekend, you know, we had the um. The holiday, Martin Luther King Day. Do any of y'all remember that song? For the king, celebrate. King, king, celebrate. I ain't going to sing too much because I ain't trying to get a copyright strike here. But um, that song. So I was trying to teach my kids the song so they could sing for the holiday. But they were home for Monday. And then after that, because of the snow up here in Jersey, they were home again on Tuesday. Yeah. Lots of lots of fun. Lot, lo, lots of lots. Lot, lots of fun. Lots of fun. Let me tell you. So, I wanted to do something on Monday. I thought I could push it back to Tuesday, but whatever. The kids were here, so. All right, so, some of the things, like, I don't know what's been going on with everybody else, but one of the things I saw this morning was that, um, princess Kate. So I know you people don't really know. And I, I don't even understand how the princess and queen thing work over there in the UK. But princess is the one that's married to Andrew. Cause Harry is married to Megan. So she's the one that's married and she's over there. So one, um, they just posted up on a thing. Oh, hold on. Uh-oh. All right, so I just was looking at this. I'm going to get back to, what's her name? I'm going to get back. I'm going to get back to Princess Kate. But I was on around with Snitch real quick, and I just saw that Rick Ross, he got this new girlfriend. I thought he was with the girl. Um, Pretty V or Pretty Eve, no disrespect to her. I really liked her and I liked them two together. Um, Well, I don't know in a relationship, but she was just really nice and she seemed cool. So I did like her. And then they broke up and he got with this fitness girl and she just been like, according to the internet streets, not my opinion, the internet opinion, is that she's been like doing the most with posting and everything. And apparently Rick Ross had a baby two months ago with. Whatever. Everybody's an Instagram model, influencer. I'm an Instagram model when I post my pictures. I'm an influencer, um, I guess. I don't know, but everybody is. She, of course, got the, the look. light skin. How Cat Williams say y'all all get a light skin wife and all of this? She's light-skinned, got the stripper body. It's all the same. And he had a baby with her two months ago. So now it looks like the new girlfriend posted a picture of his baby on her Instagram page. That's weird. That's weird. And uh baby mother posted is giving stranger danger, baby. We don't know you. Play with someone else for clout. Yeah. Um, that's just weird. So, first of all, y'all already know if y'all just tuning in for the new year, thank you. Welcome. Um, I'm happy y'all here. But if not, if you've been around, you know my opinion regarding um, people, girlfriend, boyfriend, the person you date and hunching, your boo, whoever, being around, kids. It has evolved and changed since um, before I got divorced, when I got divorced, and now. I do, now I am of the opinion because of my situation where their dad is not really around is that there is going to come a time where my kids would need to meet whoever I'm in a relationship with. However, uh, however, it would, even if it was really soon, I don't know the situation because then there's a difference. Like if I had, um, let's say Rick Ross has shared custody with the baby mother and he gets the kid, the baby for, well, she's only two months. I, I don't know, but let's just say he gets the kid for a week at a time and then they switch off or they switch midweek. So it's like, okay, well, I'm going to have my kid a lot, so you will probably see them. But to go further and post that lady's kid on your Instagram page without her permission, that's just weird. And Rick Ross, he needs to address that because that's a line being crossed. One, number one, is that this... I mean, there's always a security issue. There's always a security issue with a celebrity and a kid. And um, I don't know how old uh, how old some of you are, but this is grown and opinionated. Um, I came up through the 90s with the whole beef and 50 cent beef and all of them, the henchmen. This is a safety issue because I doubt the mom as an Instagram model or influencer is has the level of security to protect her and her child everywhere they go because she's like, who the fuck looking for me? But you post Rick Ross' kid. Now, everybody who has beef with Rick Ross, and there has been, there there are people who have beef with him. Now they know what his kid looks like. That's a problem. But moreover, who are you? This is not your child. You cannot post that man kid. Or her kid without her permission. Now, if he went to, if she went to him and say, "Hey, is it okay?" First of all, no. Even if she, because why would you even go to somebody and say, "Hey, can I post your baby on my Instagram page?" Why? Why do you need to do that? Look at the baby. Even if the baby, the baby is cute, and you want to have a picture, take a picture, hold it in your phone, look at it when you want. But to post it, it just seems like. You, you want to antagonize, y'all you know I got Jersey City education, shut up, um, that the mother by saying, look, I'm with your kid. And that, that stuff, let me tell you, I'm not a fight, I'm not all of that, I'm not with the rah-rah, but that, that's something that if that mother attacks her, you'll be like, yeah, I could see why. I could see why. If she physically beat her, you'll be like, yeah, you kind of crossed that line. Like, what is the reason for you posting her kid? Oh, we're not doing this in 2024. we just not. Like, she need to go somewhere. Plus, I don't like her, but um, I was talking to my friend because people on the internet were calling her a pick-me. And I'm like, I have no clue what that means. And one of my friends had said it before. She was like, a pick-me. And I'm like, then when she kind of explained, I'm like, so you want to get chose but then me and my friend we were like dissecting it we did a deep dive into it so what we came up with is that a pick me is like somebody who will do anything and everything to get chose so it's not like hey i'm i'm just putting on my nice clothes got my boobs out um i'm trying to get chose that's what i went back in my day when i was young and popping and i was going out and i'm trying to do my thing I would like. I mean, you do little. You dress a certain way. You do your hair a certain way. You know. You like. I'm trying to get chose, but it. I guess it goes. The pick me goes above trying to get chose. That you're doing extra ish to be picked. Like I don't care. You can have five girlfriends. I don't care. Oh, oh. Uh, you don't want to talk to me right now. That's fine. When, when did you like the comment? Like they just willing to just be a doormat so they could get chose. Um. If that if listen, if my definition of the word is wrong or my interpretation, let me know, because this is what I gathered from it. But they were calling her pick me. And yeah, it, it's just giving weird vibe. Now, back to Miss Kate. So in USA Today, which was I think why it got so my attention this morning is that it was um, it said that she had a planned abdominal surgery. And I'm like, stop it. And she had a tummy tuck. Like, what the hell? But it got me to thinking. Like, first of all, I I do, and they ask it for privacy. Now, I am of the opinion that there should be some people should have privacy, whether they're a celebrity. But I think I talked about this on another episode. Is that if your come up is over is off of the exposure you give us into your life, then you need to keep going. You're not entitled to privacy. Um. If you're making videos after you get plastic surgery, if you make a video of you in the gym before you get plastic surgery, you get plastic surgery, and then the next video, you in the gym with a six-pack of abs, you're not entitled to privacy. You're not. We're we not having it. But it got me thinking more so like, now, this lady is the freaking princess of the UK. However that work, if somebody understand how this whole queen, king, princess thing works, um because from my understanding they have a regular government so they don't rule but i i can't figure it out my kids asked me and i told them go ask Siri i don't know but if they if she's having plastic surgery like is this getting out of hand is this really getting out of hand um this whole plastic surgery thing and it got me thinking because i would say now and somebody posted it up on um Twitter, ex known she was like, if you don't have your teeth done, boobs done, a BBL, tell me, like, you're just basic or something at this point. And it's like, well, damn. Like, there's no room for regular, or I don't even want to say regular looking, because I don't consider it to be regular looking, because if we're being honest, now those girls are what is regular looking. The big boobs, skinny waist, uh, stomach, I mean, I can't even talk about them. Cause some of them, you be like, you're going to tell me you ain't had plastic surgery. Your belly button is a slit. It literally looks like a slit. Like, come on, like, stop it. Uh, the waist. And then sometimes, I don't know. I'm not, well, I'm not a man. Number one, if you didn't know. But number two, I'm just not, I don't think I would like somebody where your waist is so like, it doesn't look natural it starts to give off, like, fake Barbie vibes. I, I just wouldn't... I'm like, uh uh. And this big butt, and then the legs that wouldn't be able to carry the butt, and it's just like, well, y'all are becoming basic and regular because everybody looks like that. Everybody has uh, bundles, 40-inch bust-down. Everybody has this. Everybody has that. Y'all all light-skinned. Um... Even when y'all not light-skinned, I mean, I'm seeing the pictures now. I've seen a girl, she on one thing, she looks dark-skinned. But then on her pictures on her page, she's light-skinned. And it's like, y'all are come, becoming kind of basic, but is this, is this image, is it putting pressure on regular women or on women in general? Not even regular because shit, uh, Kate is the princess, so she not regular is there a certain amount of pressure being put on women to look unrealistic to look like women who've had plastic surgery um because i'm I, I mean i'm not i don't think i need to explain this to you but how you look is going to be based off genetics and some part of working out and your diet and everything else but genetics is going to play a big part if you're born and you you don't have boobs, you have a A cup. I mean, if you got fat, yeah, you would probably go to a B C cup, but you would be fat. It's not like your boobs would just get big and then everything else would be slim. And no, you would get fat. So if you got an A cup, more than likely you're gonna have smaller breasts. Um, if you got big butt, then that's gonna be something that you have. I, in my opinion, with well, in my experience, when I see girls that didn't have plastic surgery, if they have really, really big butts and hips and thighs, they usually don't have boobs. It's rare that you see somebody, how they used to say, 36, 28, 30. Like, it's rare you see somebody with that without any surgery. But now it seems like there's a pressure or something to kind of have plastic surgery. Like, it's become so normal that it's like, why aren't you getting it? And it seems, I don't know, it seems like um, it's becoming, to me, it's like a craze now, and then without any consideration for people's health, because we know there's a risk with all surgery. Every time you have surgery, there's always a risk. Um, And we, I mean, we, we assume those risks for certain things. I know I haven't assumed those risks for... Um, medical procedures that my doctors say, ah, eh, you don't really need it, but, I mean, you could have it. It would probably help. I don't risk my life for that. I just don't. And I make that decision. I'm like, no, if you're telling me that it's not something that I must have in order to continue my life or that to, I just don't. I make that decision. And now I have, you know, kids and things like that. And I think, like, that plays a part in it. The last surgery that I had, um, I had, oh my God, this may be TMI, but I had bunions. I had bunions on both my feet. My dad had bunions. My aunt has bunions. So it's just genetics. And the, my feet, it was starting to hurt when I walk. I couldn't walk. and Well, I could walk, but I was really uncomfortable. And then I had went to just wearing Crocs and soft shoes and comfortable shoes. And then that was even hurting. And I'm like, all right, I got to do something about this um and the doctor like listen if you don't do anything it's just going to get worse and, worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and then you'll have to do something so i made the decision i did it um i wish let me tell you i was in hell afterwards and at that point i was married so i was supposed to have help because i was married i had my grown kids around or whatever um now i'm a single parent with no help so it's like one i would have to put myself out of commission and I mean, not do not be there for my kids in a way that I could be in order to have a selective surgery. And two, there's a risk. When I had my bunion removed, she was clear, there's a risk, there's always a risk. You sign the waiver, you can die. And it's like, you know, am I really wanting to risk this for that? Um, and I'll be completely honest, before before that situation or before becoming um like a single mother. Uh, I was like, always like, oh my God, I would get my boobs done just so I wouldn't have to wear a bra. I just hate wearing bras. Um, I would just prefer not to wear it. I was like, oh, I would get my boobs done just so I wouldn't have to wear a bra. And then there was a time, um, and that's, I know that's mad shallow, but I'll be honest. Listen, (laughs) other people might not want to be honest with you. They say, oh, it's this or that. It's literally that. Now my boobs, I would say, are a little smaller. Before, I was always, like, a solid D-cup, and I felt comfortable with that. I just didn't want to wear a bra. And now, as I lost, um, the more weight I lose, you know, everybody who ever lost weight in their life, you know, first thing to go, boobs, butt, then the butt, and then last is the gut. So it's like it all go down, and <laughs> then, you, then you finally get to where you want to go. But my now I'm, like, a C-cup. And for me, a C cup for a grown woman is pretty small. In my opinion, this is just my opinion. A C cup for a grown woman is small, um, but I wouldn't risk having a boob job just so I wouldn't be a C cup. Like I would stuff those cutlet things in my boobs if that if it bothered me. Like it doesn't bother me, but I mean, if I had a preference, I would prefer a solid D. I think a grown woman should be a solid D. Um, there was a time where I was considering um, not the tummy tuck because I knew that the, after I had um, the surgery and they told me the downtime, they like, look, in order to have a tummy tuck or whatever, it's like six to eight weeks you would have to be. And I'm like, yeah, I don't have that in me to just be healing and sitting around. I need to be active and doing what I'm doing. But then they had this thing where it was like non-invasive light bulb. And you would have, they would suck the fat out of you or whatever. And, um, and well, what really, they would suck the fat out of you without you having a surgery or something. It I can't even remember, but I did sign up for the thing. I never went to the consult or whatever, because after what I was thinking about, I'm like, okay, now what really persuaded me, like, why I wanted to get it is because, like, that's a trouble area. And for most women, and to be honest, my abdominals and um, my abdominals are probably separated, which is probably happening to most women. Because when you have a baby, it stretches out. And sometimes they kind of separate and rip or something. And there are exercises. I was doing some. I still do some um to try to bring them back together. but. Most of the research and everything says you have to have surgery to get them sewn back together, and that's the only way. So even when you see like some women that they may not look fat or something, but the stomach there is still a bulge, it's because the muscles have ripped probably when they had a baby. So, But that wasn't the selling point. It was more so that if you got the fat sucked out of there, it wouldn't come back. And I'm like, okay, I don't have any issues anywhere else. Like, that's really just the issue. And I don't, well, I'm not going to say it. I don't know if you've seen them because we've all seen them. You ever see these girls and they start looking like linebackers, like they all big and puffy on top. Their face looking like a big-ass uh, balloon and their shoulders getting big and wide and the boobs, they probably had to, but then it starts getting bigger and then it's like, um, my friend tell me, like, you start to get, a, like, a fupa, but you get so much fat around your cooch and all the way because the fat doesn't come back where you had it at. I mean, I guess after a while, it, I guess it could come back after, I don't know. But for the most part, it won't, but it goes somewhere else. And um, so I didn't care because I'm like, oh, I don't care about the other places because I could keep that off and um, I don't have any issues there. But what really changed my mind about the plastic surgery was like, what if, I mean, or that lipo, or whatever. I was like, what if I go get that and something happens to me and it takes me out commission or I didn't even think about dying, but what if it like, what if I end up in a hospital and I don't know if you guys remember, but Usher used to have, um, he had a first wife before the wife he has now, Tamika Fuller or Tamika something. But she, I think she still goes by Tamika Raymond, honestly. But she went to Brazil or whatever and tried to sneak and have plastic surgery, lipo or whatever. And she ended up being hospitalized and she had to stay there. And I'm like, what if something like that happens to me when I could just get my fat ass up and work out and lose the weight? Because I've never, um, oh, I guess this is my business now, right? I guess I'm smelling my own tea. But I've never had a problem Losing weight or doing whatever. It's just that, like, I mean, if I put on the weight, I get fat, I'll like, all right. And then when I be ready to get it off, I go exercise and I do whatever. Um, one point I was on, I did Weight Watchers, which I, I love because it taught me how to not eat. Like, how to make different choices. So, I'm a person, like, I don't want to say I diet because I don't like that. I like to eat. So I like to eat my snacks. I like to eat what I want to eat. I'm not trying to be sitting around not eating and doing this. But what the weight watchers shows you what to do is just to make different choices. So like um I'm a snack person. I don't care about the regular food. I could mix. Listen, I don't need to eat the regular food. I want my cheesecake with chocolate sauce. But what it so now it'll say like where before say if you had um I don't know what I used to eat, but like, okay. So if I ate bacon, egg and cheese, I don't eat pork bacon, but turkey bacon. Say I ate a bacon, egg and cheese for breakfast. Um, instead of eating that, I could eat cereal or I could eat an oatmeal. And to me, it's just, it was mostly a point of just getting that food in. But then I could still eat cheesecake. I could still eat whatever. Now I, I was on Weight Watchers. I was on it recently too. Um, But I was on it, like, before I got married, I had did it. My sister and I did it to lose weight for the wedding. And those little changes and things that I learned helped me. I just implemented them in my life. So, like, even when I go to Starbucks, it was, like, um, how they would show you, like, how you could choose drinks that would get you the same thing you're looking for but is not that much in Calories or whatever, because if you get a venti with this and that pump and that pump and this and that, and then the milk, it it adds up. But do you really need a venti with all of that? You could probably get this. So just making different choices. Um, now I'm I don't do anything, but those things still resonate with me, and I do something where I don't, I don't eat. My friend and she laughs at me when I I already know if she, but she doesn't listen, but. I'm going to tell Elizabeth, if she listens, she'll be laughing because she always says, um, when I eat my meals, I like to have, if I go out to eat, I have appetizer, entree, dessert. If I eat at home, I have entree and dessert. I Like, all my meals end with a dessert. And so she always say, how can you do that? I will be so full from the, the dinner or the meal, I can't eat dessert. I'm like, well, that's the thing. I, you don't eat, well, I don't eat till I'm full. Like, oh, my God, I can't move. I can't eat another thing. I don't eat like that. I eat, so I'll eat my food, and then sometimes I'll check in because sometimes, let me tell you, your girl be effing it up, especially if it's really good. I'll get into it. But, like, if I eat something for regular dinner, like the other day I made two chicken breasts for me and the kids, and I ate half a chicken breast and rice and corn or whatever, and then I gave them, you know, chicken. But after I ate it, I don't look as like, am I starving? I would look more so like, am I starving? Like, I just need to eat some more. But if I'm not starving and I'm okay, then it's like, okay, now the next thing is dessert. So then I have my dessert and then the meal wraps up. But I don't eat to the point where I can't eat no more. Sometimes, like I said, I'll be effing some food up and I'm like, all right, let me chill. Like, get yourself a minute. What's going on here? Sometimes I'm just enjoying the food and I'm like, I got to give myself space to do that without it being like uh, greedy. Like I enjoy your food, eat as much as you want and then like chill. But I always have a dessert after. And that's that's really my weakness. I will not eat all day and just eat like a cheesecake or something. So I say that to say. That I just started, Weight Watchers helped me like look at the changes that I can make and having and making different changes and what I'm snacking on, whatever, so that it fits into my life. So I don't diet per se. Um, I just kind of, I wouldn't even say I watch what I eat because I eat whatever I want. I just eat in a different way. I don't eat until I'm like about the bus and then I work out. And that's always been something I've done. So like before, like I said, it was never, I never felt any way when I weighed more. I think at my highest, I was like 190 something pounds. And that's something I was, when I was pregnant before, I was 190 pounds. Um, So it was like that. Like at my highest, I was like 190 pounds. To me, it wasn't a big deal because I knew all I got to do is just work out and change and I could lose the weight whenever I'm ready to. And when I got ready, I just worked out and lost the weight. So it never, I never felt no type of way about it. Like, people would be, uh, I just never felt no way about it. Because I'm like, and I, I know this going to sound mad conceited, but I don't even give a F because I'm conceited and I got a reason. Nah. But I'm like, yo, I'm pretty as F. I got a nice personality or whatever. Face card not getting declined. Like, you can lose weight. You can't un- not be a cunt. Like, you can't be pretty and you, are, like, those certain things that matter to me, all of that outside, it doesn't matter to me because you can always change it. So now I work out about, um, I would say, like, five times a week. Five times a week and then on one, and then on Sunday I hike. Um, The hike, at this point, I told my friend, I say we might as well not even call this a workout, but I hike and it's more so about being with my friend. And spend a time, and we eat, um you can check out my blog about it. It's called first we hike, then we eat, but I work out five days a week. I try the goal is to have forty five minutes, so every day I have at least forty five minutes of active minutes, meaning I'm working out um like three days a week, I do hot yoga, and then the other two days a week, I usually jog. I like to go jogging in a park or workout um this year, I want to incorporate some. Weight some weights into my workout, some strength training. But I mean, I do that and I don't have a problem because I knew from before is that I used to walk when I had a job. I would walk for my lunchtime, and then I would do like crunches in the morning, something like that. But I knew from previous experience and research that you need like forty-five minutes a day of cardio, active minutes in order to lose weight. Thirty minutes just to be healthy and maintain. So. I knew that's all I needed to do, so then I just make sure I do the 45 minutes or whatever. I used to walk, now I jog. 45 minutes of walking a day. Um, It gets hard, don't get me wrong. It gets hard with me being a single parent now and having no help. When I had help, it was a lot easier because you could say, hey, can you watch the kids for an hour while I go run to the park and walk? Or can you watch the kids for an hour? I want to take a yoga class in the morning. Now it's more like, okay, um, I would say like when they were here over the Christmas break or they were here during when they were out of school, it's kind of harder to have that 45 minutes carved out, which I guess if you if you do it correctly and you boost up your heart rate, you probably wouldn't need 45 minutes. You probably need a good 30 minutes to get it. Um, But it's kind of harder just to carve that out. So when they're here, I usually like try to do... Um, harder chores that, you know, mopping the floor or doing something in a closet or cleaning out the backyard, doing something that would make me be active and still get those minutes. So I say all of that to say is that that's why I I didn't do the surgery. Um, I don't have an opinion per I don't think I have a real opinion on other people who do it because I'm like, hey, that's your body or whatever. But I wanted to know what do other people think like would you risk it all so you got have this look so you can have boobs, stomach, uh a flat stomach and a fat ass? Would you risk it because it is a risk? Um like I said, I really I'm trying to think do I really have an opinion and I'm just trying to be nice, but I really don't because I'm like if that's what you want to do and that fits you, that's fine. I do have an opinion about the image that's being portrayed to the masses and um before, I guess, I guess before it was like, oh, these women, I hate the fake gym things. I hate that. I hate that. I hate these people acting like they working out and you know, you're going to go get your stomach stapled or sh- stitched up, whatever. Stop it. Stop it. I-, I don't like that. Um, But I think it's more so on the viewer or the person who's consuming this information to make a decision. So men. If they're looking, because I'm sure I haven't... you already know, it's dry season over here. But I haven't been out there, but I'm sure there are men who are saying to women, oh, why can't you look like that? Look, you just need to get in the gym, and you could look like that. And you could look like this. And you, you got to tell them, like, that shit ain't real. It's not real. And if the only reason why you're willing to risk your life is so that you can attract a man trust me it's they just not worth it because what are you going to do when i mean it's 50 now we know it's 50 million women looking like that so if he's not attracted to you to your personality to your spirit to all of this he's going to be attracted to the next bbl that walked past and the light skin and the long hair and all of this or whatever I, I'm just, that's my opinion about it, is that I'm just not willing to risk it all. And I think, I think that women need to really, we really need to do a deep dive into why women, mothers are willing to risk it all to have those type of surgeries. Um, But that's my opinion on it. I'm just not willing to risk it all. And I gave y'all all my information about how it worked out and everything. Um... And what I do, right? I get y'all on my face. There was another thing that I Oh, they already gave me the order. That was quick. Um so there was another thing that I wanted to talk about that there's this um video going around where this girl was working at um some type of it looked like a coffee shop or yeah, it has to be a coffee shop. And what they're saying and you can see the men one man slammed her on the ground and the other ones are pushing her. She picked up a chair, tried to hit them and the guy put it down, like took it from her. So there's, you know, it don't take much for the internet to get outraged today because tomorrow, I think Cat Williams was the only thing that held our attention longer than one or two days. Um, Everybody's outraged. How can these men put their hands on her and this and this and that? And their response is that, She was fired because she was fighting or attempting to fight another employee over espresso shots. Espresso shots. And they told her, you're fired, you have to leave. And she's saying, well, I want to get my things. And they're like, she was using that as a way to get in the back where the other employee was at so she can fight her again. Um... And she's clearly hitting the men. This is the thing. I don't get that. I guess that's my thing. I don't understand the outrage. She is clearly attacking the men, hitting the men, slapping them. I don't know if she was throwing punches because, you know, the way her hand was, it wasn't, I mean, she wasn't Mike Tyson and them, but I don't know. But she's picking up cheers. What are they supposed to do in that situation? Should they just sit there and be beat? Well, now this is the lawyer's eye. If y'all listen, workers comp, Y'all, y'all could get paid off of this. Y'all, I would have been, but whatever. That's another story. <coughs> so without that, it's like, well, what are y'all outraged about? All she wants to do is get her things. Well, listen, as someone who's been fired a time or two or five, um, that's not how that works. That is literally not how that works. Now, I've never been fired where there was violence actively going on at that time and they're like, okay, you gotta go. Um, because normally they would fire you at the end of your shift. They let you work and then you get the call, like don't come back. And anything that you have there, they don't allow you to get. They would either, um, pack it up and put it in a box and make a time for you to get it, or they would mail it to you, but you wouldn't be allowed to come back on the property to get those items because um, especially now, see, back in the days when I was getting fired, these things were not as rampant as they are now, but now I would never let a fired employee back into the, uh, onto my property or in my office or anything, because America has a mental health problem that nobody wants to deal with. And you could come here, you could shoot up the place. You could stab somebody. You could go bonkers and tear this place up. For what? It's over with. It's over with. No, you cannot come back. Now, if she was physically attacking an employee and they were like trying to separate her and this is her response and then we see where she leaves and then runs and jump over the county, she's acting a whole fool. She's acting a fool. Wait, let me tell y'all black people and women, y'all better not rally behind this mess. We got other battles to fight. We got other battles to fight. We need to know why in America, they are paying... The, our government is paying illegal migrants um, rent and giving them two years worth of rent and giving them food stamps and things like that. that. We need to worry about that. We got a president election coming up. We need to worry about that. We ain't got time for this. This is some fuckery. We ain't got time for this. Old girls should have left. Now... Given that, of course, they could have called the cops, and I'm sure somebody in that whole place called the police. Um, I'm in, listen, I'm from Jersey City. I live in Jersey City, and I've been, a. well, I haven't been around, but I had a car accident in North. These cops are busy in the major cities. They ain't got time for everything. And even if they do, they still got to get there. So what do you do in the meantime, between time? Just let her assault you? And say, oh, well, I can't do anything because she's a woman. Huh? Now, I didn't see any point where any of the men punched her because I do, I take a strong stance against that. I think that a man, and I've seen it in my life, I've seen both sides of it. I've seen men assault women as if they were a man, uh, another man in the street. And I've seen men um, kind of, I would say defend themselves without going there. Um, So I'm always, and I can't, listen. Anytime a man balls up his fist and punches a woman, he's wrong. Because there are so many other things that he can do instead of doing that. And he has the ability of like really killing her or knocking her unconscious. He could push her. He could slap her. He could do whatever. Um, I don't see a problem with it he can restrain her, I don't see a problem with it. If they, and let me be clear, because I don't want y'all to chop and screw this, if the woman is assaulting a man, yes, he should be able to defend himself, but I do think there should be some restraints. And usually, like I said, I've seen women attack men, and a man is like, he never punches her. He like maybe grabs her up, hold her up, or he might mush her real hard, and she just falls because that's what happened, or whatever, but... I think I do think that they should be allowed. I seen the video and I saw where she picks up the chair and the black guy just kind of grabs the chair and like pushes her away. I didn't see anyone ball up a fist to punch her. The slam to the ground, I don't think it was like egregious. I don't think it was egregious. Honestly, I thought that he should have stayed on top of, not on top of her, let me rephrase that. I thought that he should have held her down and restrained her. Because I think that would have gave it them a chance to let everything either calm down and she leave or for the police to get there. Because he put her on the ground and usually that would stop everything. She got back up and went back at it. Um, I say all of this to say, we ain't got time. We ain't got time. Y'all are not going to make this a thing. Y'all are not. Old girl got what she deserved. Old girl got what she deserved. Now. sorry for this coughing. Oh, Lord, I was sick, but whatever. And I know people are going to be like, oh, she about to get paid. She about to get paid. Let me tell you how this really works because, um, and I have other friends and they're lawyers and when we see these things, everybody just kind of like, you think they're like, okay, you can sue and I mean, yeah, they would probably throw some dollars at it. It's Rare that someone's gonna take the stance that, especially with that type of company, I'm sure they have insurance and everything that the insurance company could pay out. It's rare that they're gonna take a stance that we won't even give you money to go away and we're gonna fight this out. Usually it's like, here, take this and get out of here. You don't get paid like y'all think it would happen. Especially not for something like this when they can't prove she would have a hard. Oh my God, now I'm getting into this lawyer stuff. Okay. So in order to prove what this would be like, negligence or (coughs) by the store, because you don't want to sue the employees. I mean, they work in there with you. What they got, the same issue got. You want the store and ultimately the insurance company. You want the company to pay out. So you have to prove that they did something wrong, that there was some negligence. So you got to prove that they had some type of obligation to you that they breached and failed to act on, and that as a result of that, you suffered damages. She's going to have a hard time proving this because she had already been terminated. She was no longer an employee. So let's say that this... Let's just say, for example, that these guys did something, that them doing what they did was... (coughs) hurtful and it was so bad and all. right let's just act like it was bad she was terminated told to leave the property she failed to leave the property at that point they didn't have any further obligation to her what did they do i mean you're no longer an employee and now you're trespassing on the property because we told you to leave now there is yeah, a trespasser, you still have some, you know, rights. It's not like just because you trespass, you're not going to get anything. I mean, but in this situation, she if she went to trial, she would lose. More than likely, she would lose. Um, but with that being said, 99% of cases don't go to trial. They just don't. Now, there's probably a more uptick in cases going to trial because people want their day in court and blah, blah, blah. But most cases don't go to trial. So that means that she would settle. And if she filed a complaint or she had a demand, of course, the insurance company is going to do a cost-based analysis, which we talked about with the whole Diddy thing, is that they're going to say, look, it would cost... Oh, and we're going to get on Diddy real quick before I get out of here. (coughs) It's going to cost us a a team of lawyers, and we're going to be paying each one of them $500, $600 an hour just to get... To the point where we could probably get to mediation and settle with this. What what can we give her now? And she probably get she would probably get a few thousand dollars. I doubt they would go crazy because then they're like, all right, well let's just drag this out. And then you remember that she would have an attorney, and if y'all ever have anything like that, I mean, there's nothing stopping. Uh, a pro se litigant or a person who's been hurt of doing their own demand and negotiating their own thing. But do you usually go get an attorney. And once they do it, now they get a third, depending on what state they're in, they're going to get a third of that and cost. Trust me, it just doesn't end the way y'all guys think that it ends all the time. I mean, you see the damn uh, airplane, the door came off, the (coughs) people... The phones flying out, all of this shit. And they told them, people, we'll give y'all $1,500. Let me tell you, it does not work the way y'all think it does. Um, But, and I'm about to get out of here, at, which, real quick, this is a squirrel moment. I swear, it's like now being a single, with being a single mom, it's like my kids, by the time I get them to school, um, get my mind back together after the morning craziness. Then, you know, do a workout or do whatever. And like my aunt, she always tell me, did you feed yourself? Most days I don't while they're gone. But if I do feed myself, I turn around. It's like, okay, now it's time to pick them back up from school. And I had to take my kid, his book, whatever. It's just a lot. Anyway, I want to get to the last thing I want to get on on Whatever Wednesday is this whole thing with Diddy. So we know that before, um, well, we all thought, let me be clear. We all thought that Diddy owned Ciroc, Vodka. And we know that he sued the actual liquor company um, and alleged that they were being racist towards him and he wanted them to buy him out or give him some sort of settlement. He was looking for hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, now, it came out that he the case was settled because they just dropped him. They like... You just bad dope right now. You bad dope. Uh, Y'all people, that mean like, you're dope killing people or you selling beat. Like, it's just bad dope and we don't want to mess with our name anymore. We got to get you up out of this. We don't want you nowhere involved. Whereas before, he was good. Look, <laughs> he was that blue magic. He moving. So they like, yeah, we want Diddy. We want you going around saying you own Surat. And I think there's, like, some saying where they say, like, they be quiet in the back or whatever, like, the ones with the money. Like, they don't care. Tell them you own it. Tell them. Tell everybody you own it. We don't care. All we care about is the sales and the money. <coughs> and now they're saying it came out like, well, he doesn't even own it. So now they settled their case with him where he was saying um, that they were being racist, but they own Ciroc and they own all of those well, I think he had Ciroc and Delion or something to kill him. I, I, I don't know. Now, my legal mind is saying, do we have a case against Diddy? Because if you bought into Ciroc based on the representation that it was owned by a black man, and it comes to be that this black man really didn't own it, hmm, Sound like consumer fraud to me. <coughs> and I think that's another thing to go to what Dame Dash says and Kanye West and all of them say about the whole thing of ownership and what that means and why it's so important. Because no one can tell you, no one can take it from you like that. No one can say, you know what, now you bad dope. Um everybody think that you're an abuser. So we're just going to take your whole company from you. Nobody can do that when you own it. Now, I guess looking at it, I would say that unless, yeah, I would, I'm sorry. I think that there was some trickery in that because for years, decades even, it's been promoted as Ciroc is this liquor brand that Diddy owns. And he's a black man. And if you wanted to support a black man, then you buy into his Ciroc and everything. And I would love to know, like, over the years, I guess we could request it. I don't know if they're a publicly traded company. Um, there's ways you could get information. Um, And we'll talk about that on another episode. Like I told you, I'm starting to lean into the marriage of both of my lives <coughs> on this podcast. But I would say if he owned, if it's some BS, like how when they were telling us Jay-Z owned the Nets and then... The percentage that he owned was so minute that they basically just did a reevaluation and bought him out. Which the reevaluation and come that happens all the time. I used to watch this guy on um CNBC and he would explain it. I can't explain it to y'all right now, but I forgot what his name. I think he just became the CEO of Bed Bath and Beyond. He used to have a show where he would go and help companies, and he explained it on one of the episodes how you could do a reevaluation of the company and kind of make the other person's um, percentage ownership worthless or basically worthless or you could just buy them out. Like, now you no longer own a significant amount, so now you up out of here. He did something, so you could watch that. And, I mean, when Jay-Z with the Brooklyn Nets, that was the whole thing. We were all believing that he owned... the the thing, and it's nothing wrong with a minority stake. We see it all the time with the football teams and other teams. People own minority stakes, um, but when they own minority stakes, they don't say, I own the team. I'm making decisions about it. With the Ciroc, I would say, yeah, that unless he owned, and he couldn't have owned 51%. Now, there's nothing wrong with a partnership either. it's nothing wrong with that. If you say, hey, I have a partnership with them, I own 50. Usually it never is 50, 50. Somebody always getting 51. Um now that if he had 51 like percent ownership in Sarak and they had the other 49, you own it. You own it. We we riding with you. You own it. But if they owned it and you were just the face and you either had a small share or you had a stock or whatever then you don't own that then you don't own that and that represent I I'm sorry you don't if you cannot make well I guess we could all make decisions so look now I'm debating myself I got to get somebody up here to debate because it's like um I don't know if y'all own any stock but if you own stock of course like say for example you own um uh Amazon or something of course, Basil's got all he got a ton of it. He got the majority or whatever. But if you own stock in there, when they have board meetings or certain things, you're they notify you that <clears throat> it's gonna be a board meeting. Some of the things, some of the stocks I own, they allow me to even vote for certain things. And I don't know what be going on. I usually read it and see what they're saying. They allow you to make um decisions about who's gonna be on the board. So you do have this, you know, you do have some rights. However, I can't go up in Amazon and say, "I, right, you you're fired. Um yeah, I'm going to bring my kid in, um set me up an office." I don't have so to me, that's what the ownership would look like. Or even if I had a say in what was going on, that would be what ownership looked like. If I'm sitting down at the board meeting, and I'm able to make decisions. Um, and if I would be able to do what they did to Diddy. Like, you out. That's it. I'm done with y'all. You're out. Um, and just pack it up. Then that's that's considered ownership. This other shit, that ain't ownership. But I don't know. And maybe some lawyers out there can respond. But do we have a case against Diddy? <coughs> but because I mean, he intentionally mis- misrepresented the company. He said Sarak was owned by a black man. And it doesn't seem like it was owned by a black man. So I don't know. But um any other rappers, y'all better get ready. I'm sure they're gonna be looking for another uh black man to kind of put it put it back <laughs> on the map. I don't know. I'm old now. I don't I don't think I ever really got into the whole uh, name brand based on what rappers and whatever was drinking, but I know a lot of people that do. I mean, when this whole thing with teleport came out and people were drinking that, I'm like, what the F is going on? Why are y'all drinking this shit? Like, what is going on? And the whole, um, what is this wine that, oh, my God, and you talk to the girls and they say they drink wine and they would drink um. It's not Chardonnay. It's, um, ah, I can't even think of it, but everybody was drinking this dessert wine or something like a regular, and you're like, what the F is going on? But they're influenced by what they what they see and what the culture says and what the rappers say. I've never been one of those. I could say maybe except for Moet. Um, When I used to drink Moet, I would say, I mean, because where else would I learn or be exposed or know anything about Moet other than, you know, the rapper singing, the Moet, keep me, or whatever. But other than that, I just don't buy into it. I prefer to base my liquor when I drink it. Look, I prefer to base my liquor off of taste, but I don't drink liquor that much, but I go more off of the taste. How does it taste? Is it whatever? I don't care what the rapper is saying, but I know a lot of people do. Um, so I don't know. We might we might have a case against Diddy. So I mean, he already down. Da- <laughs> I <coughs> I hate America, but he already doubted right, I we might be able to get a quick dollars. And this is the thing: like people always say, "Oh, I'm gonna get paid." Oh, do I have a case? And um, when people call, they like, oh, do I have a case? I'm like, listen, this is America. You can sue anybody. We can sue Diddy right now for Consumer fraud, saying, you told us you own uh, Ciroc Vodka based on, but that wasn't true. We got to prove that he didn't own it, which it seemed like he didn't. And we relied on that misrepresentation where we went out and bought all of this Ciroc that people were pouring out in the clubs and all of this other mess. And we wouldn't have done it had you not misrepresented the fact that you owned it. We wouldn't have done it. We were trying to support a black man, and you made us support the white man. So we're entitled to treble damages for the vodka that we bought. Oh, my God. I think I got a class action suit. Y'all might not hear from me for a month. I think <laughs> I think we got a class action suit against Diddy. <laughs> All right. Let me get my Ha up out of here. But... um. Oh, I guess I could add a commercial. Like, have you or anyone you know ever purchased a bottle of Ciroc vodka based on the fact that it was owned by the black man, Sean P. Diddy, Puffy, Diddy, Love, Brother Love, Combs? If you have, you may be entitled to compensation. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm about to get this commercial rolling. We about to get paid around here. We're going to get paid. So we can get some, um, we can get like, uh, I don't know, some sounds, some bells and whistles around here. All right. But let me get up out of here. So the episodes, I know um, next week, hopefully, I don't know about next week. If I could get two in. The goal is to have two a week. I like whatever Wednesdays. Because I don't have to do any research. I don't have to be serious. I could just talk about whatever. Like I'm talking with my friends. Um, But definitely next month. I would like to get on uh, a Monday or so. Where it's just like about parenting and relationship episode. And then we'll go back to whatever. Um, The episodes are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud. If you really enjoy the episodes, or even if you don't and you just want to support me and what I'm doing, please listen to the SoundCloud, the Apple, and the Spotify. Um, I'm going to be putting more energy into just the audio version of the podcast. Oh, wait. No, you could go on YouTube too, because now YouTube has a feature, and I don't know if you guys have been um, into podcast for long, and I talk about it all the time, is that before podcasts, it was just like a static, they call it a static screen, static image or something, where it was just the logo of the podcast and the audio just played. So when I went to go upload a video the other day, they had this option, like, do you want to put your podcast here? I'm like, okay. And then you just put the feed in and then it does that automatically. It just puts the image up and it puts the audio. So you can go on YouTube, it's Grown and Opinionated. On every platform, it's Grown and Opinionated. Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, um, Instagram, um, Threads, Grown and Opinionated. And on Twitter, I'm at About. On Twitter, please follow me on there. I'm going to try TikTok. Um, I got to see what's going on with TikTok. So I'm going to try Give that a try and see what happens there. I'm going to give me one of those little microphones that everybody be holding um, to their face instead of just clipping it on their clothes. I'm going to hold it to my mouth and start talking. Uh, But I'm going to try TikTok. And then, like I said, if you want to support, I have merch that's done by um, spring.com. You could go on there. The links will be in the podcast. And you could purchase like the grown and opinionated shirts, hats, or whatever. You can make donations. Um, It's grown and opinionated on Cash App. Um, Or you could just even tell your friends. uh, That costs nothing. Like, tell your friends. If you enjoy the content or if there's something on there that I'm talking about that you like, comment. Um, Tell your friends. Post it up on your Instagram. Post it on your Facebook. Uh, On my Instagram page, like, comment on a YouTube video. I mean these are ways you could support and not just me but other people. I know I know um not a lot but I know other people who are trying to get into creating. I hate to say content creator cuz everybody just says it and I just like to do what everybody not doing. But if you I know other people that do it and it's like you don't have to come out of your pocket with anything. Um that's the beauty in all of this is that You pay with your ears, your eyes, and your interaction. So when you're sitting there on Beyonce's Instagram putting uh, heart eyes or telling her happy birthday and the millions of comments that she gets every day, (laughs) take some time out and support your local person or somebody that you know and say, hey, I enjoyed the show, or just say, you could put fire emoji. Some way where showing that you're interacting with them because that's really what it's about is getting the, you know, the interactions with people and exposure. Um, I would say if you don't like the, if you like the, con- I mean, if you like the content, then those are the ways you can support it. And other people, I don't want to just leave it at myself. If you know somebody else that's doing something that has a podcast or you know someone who makes music, or does they sell um, uh, handmade items or something, just post their stuff up. Support, support. 2024 is our year of support. Um, If you don't like the content, then get under the things and hate. Actively hate. I'm from the era of active hating. Not this hate where, oh, I'm going to just keep it to myself. Or you're just going to uh, hate it like, well, I'm not going to post because I'm hating. No, get that trolling going. I Listen, some days I'll be in a trolling mood too. Let's troll, troll, hate, do whatever, but just support and show up. And I really appreciate it. I'm going to get out of here. Sasha out. I'll catch y'all next week. Peace out.